Hi, this is Tim, and welcome to Tim's Automation Industrial Show that still doesn't have a name, but we're getting closer to it. In fact, we've gotten some really, well, we've gotten some really good suggestions on names, and we've got some flat-out hilarious suggestions on names. And I'm going to hold out a few more weeks, but actually I'm going to let everybody vote on it. We'll probably have some giveaway just to make it fun so that you can name this channel. But a few updates. Uh, we did a lot of feedback on one, whether we should go live or not. And I think the resounding answer in the end was we probably won't. And I think everybody's concern was the same. Can you really off the cup give me an answer that is of any quality? And they're probably right. I probably need to do a little research. I probably need to make a drawing with some line circles and arrows, things like that. So I don't think the live part is going to work out unless we have something to celebrate. I mean, if we have some celebratory thing, then yeah, maybe we'll do some live thing. But I think for general talking, I don't think there's anything to add. But I do think your questions are going to form these episodes because one, we've gotten some great questions so far. And actually, I'm looking forward to answering them. And we're, we're going to have some short answer episodes and we're going to also have some long answer episodes. But today's is definitely a long answer or actually it's a long question that I'm actually probably not going to be able to give you the answer to. And I really struggle with this question. We help lots of people get into industrial automation, help them steer them on their career, hopefully find somewhere for them, you know, to work that is really great. But the one question we do get asked a lot is, when is it time to quit my job and start out on my own? And what I would say is all, well, really all decisions can come down to math. And that is probably a question that has a lot of rounding and a lot of unknown variables and probably not something I can answer in an email. But I will give you some tips and maybe some experiences that may help you. Now, going back to the equation, someone taught me one time that the equation to making good decisions is E plus R equals O or event plus response equals outcome. And we all see some crazy events out there and we love to complain about them. And maybe that event is, you know, your job situation or, you know, your family situation or whatever. But we can't really do anything about that part. What we can do something about is our response. And then really, the one strong thing that I'm going to hope that you get out of this is the best response is not to go up to your employer and tell them to take this job and shove it. Never leave your job on a bad note. Amber and I have shared numerous times that we quit our jobs eight months pregnant with our first kid, and that's how we started this company. And as short and sweet as that is, obviously there was a tremendous amount more to it than that. So I'm gonna to try to share some of the situation that made us make this decision, and hopefully it helps you some. And really, I think the outcome of this probably for most people is maybe you should reevaluate and make sure one, that do you really hate your job? And also, are you sure the grass is greener on the other side? Because actually the grass always is greener on the other side, at least when you're looking at it. It's called manure, and I'll leave that out. Or maybe leave it, I don't know. <laughs> so a little bit about my past is I actually had an awesome job before I started the company. I worked for a local company that had been around for about 60 years and they were a good employer for the area and they were one of those that really one they took care of their employees and it was one of those that employees did stay for life i mean like the front row of parking was reserved 
for people who had been there at least 30 years. And I think, I think there was one guy that even had a placard for being there for 50 years. I mean, 50 years, can you imagine that? But that was the way this company was. That plant was getting kind of tired. It, most of it had been built about 40 years before. And while they'd had, they had added equipment since then, a large core of their equipment was that 40-year-old vintage. And it was starting to show its age really bad. So they hired me mainly, one, one to cover you know, their PLCs, but also to upgrade where they were having, you know, the same machine may break once a week or sometimes once a day. So they hired me to go in and really retrofit those machines so that they would not break every day. And it was awesome. One, it gave me tremendous experience. And here's where I always tell you, there's no schooling substitute for a master's from the College of Hard Knocks. And that's what I mean is I worked on Allen Bradley equipment. I worked on Siemens equipment. I worked on Mitsubishi equipment, Omron equipment. You name it, it was in there. So it gave me unreal experience that really helped build the foundation of what we have today. But like a lot of older, we'll call it mom and pop companies, even though this was a very large corporation to be mom and pop, they were losing their competitive edge and they could see some of the newer companies kind of starting to overtake them. And I, overall, they made the right decision. They decided to sell to one of those larger companies. And I always say when it comes to a buyout, there are winners and there's going to be losers. Well, if you just want the cliff notes, I was definitely on the losing end of the buyout. In fact, I'll never forget, it was shortly after the buyout they announced that they were going to put all new equipment into the plant. And one of the supervisors walked by me and said, well, I guess we're not gonna need you anymore. And that was my first indication that my job was getting ready to change. And also, I mean, just, just the beginning of many confidence killers that led us to this point where we decided a response of quitting our job was best for our outcome. So like many companies, when they acquire something new, they started to kind of try to categorize the positions at their company that they already had with the positions that were in the company they acquired. And then, you know, some of them are easy. You know, you've got the purchaser, you've got a lead guy, you've got the plant manager, you've got, you know, these are general workers. And then you have this guy who upgrades old equipment and, does things like that. And yeah, there was nowhere really to pigeonhole me. And even then, I can't say that anything was done wrong. They put me right underneath the maintenance supervisor, who I always get along with great. And they also did give me a pay cut, a significant pay cut, which, I mean, obviously hurt. I mean, that one, it hurt me financially and also hurt, again, my confidence of, okay, am I capable of doing this? Now, at this point, Things aren't looking that great, at least in my mind. You know, I've gotten moved, kind of demoted. I've definitely taken a pay cut. Also, I don't know if I mentioned it, but you'll probably figure it out if you're thinking months-wise. I have a kid on the way at this point. So my reaction to it was, I need to get some training. I need to, you know, and I, I am, I'm going to put myself in the same situation that the people I talk to today is, you know, all of a sudden I'm like, I need some type of certification. I need this piece of paper and I need this little ribbon. And really, as I've told so many of you guys, these ribbons and papers don't really matter. 
But at that point, all of a sudden, I really, my confidence was shaken, and I really felt I, I needed this. And so most of the equipment that was coming in, I knew was AB, and Automation Fair was coming up. And I'd heard that it was a really good place to get a lot of good hands-on lab. So I thought, okay, this is something I should definitely look into. And I checked it out and my distributor had a package that really included your travel, included your hotel, everything you needed. So I took it to my plant manager and asked if they would consider sending me and they said no. So I went home and I thought about it overnight and I said, you know, this is important enough to me that I think I need to go on my own. I'm gonna foot the bill and I'm gonna go. And so I went in and I submitted to take the time off and told them I'm gonna go ahead and put the bill to go. And they said, no, and if you go, don't bother coming back. That was probably the moment that I realized that the culture at that company had turned toxic. And I have to say it, it was a culture. It was not the people because actually I know all the same people now. We're all great friends. We all left there within a year of each other. And really, we all look back and we're like, how did our minds become so clouded? But getting back to it, that was probably the low point of my confidence in this entire situation. Maybe one of the lowest points actually of my life. And, and not just confidence-wise of whether I can do something, but I mean, it was also just totally humiliating. I mean, one, one I, had, uh, I, you know, I, had, I had some people that I was really looking forward to and I talked to them about, hey, I'm going to be able to meet you at Automation Fair. I mean... One of them was, you know, is now a great friend of mine. And I was like, this is the first time I'll get to meet you. And then I had to tell him, well, I can't come because my boss says I can't. And I mean, just to make you look like a little speck of dust. As bad as that was, I didn't know it yet, but it was getting ready to get worse. And I mean, a lot worse. As people started to move around and kind of jockey to try to get to a higher position during this whole buyout, things got crazy. And I mean, reckless crazy. And I think that's when I started to realize, looking back, I just, one, I wasn't cut out for that type of environment. I mean, yeah, I can get aggressive when I need to get aggressive. But the whole idea of just being aggressive, trying to get over top of someone else to, you know, get to the next position up the ladder, that, it just wasn't me. But again, I have a kid on the way and I'm newly married and I know that I need a job. So yes, I did keep showing up day after day. And day after day, things continued to get even more hostile to the point that actually no one was communicating with anyone. But even then, I still kept showing up day after day. But finally, Amber and I were having a get together that she really wanted me to be at. And I had told them that, yeah, I'm going to have this get together. I think it was up, you know, three Saturdays ahead. I don't remember exactly now. And that week came and I went in and I said, hey, don't forget, I'm, I'm not going to be here this Saturday. And I said, well, everybody's working Saturday. I said, okay, but I, I talked to you about it weeks ago that I can't be here this Saturday. He said, well, Saturday's mandatory. And I bit my tongue and I went home and I believe that was probably like Wednesday, maybe it was Thursday, I can't remember. But I thought about it and I said, you know, really this job is more important to go into this gathering that Amber thinks is so important. I 
said, okay, I'm just going, I'm not going to show up for Amber's event. And I went home and I never forget, I walked in Friday and I mean, there had never been a sign posted like this before. And obviously I was the only one that was not going to show up Saturday. So it was for me, but there was a clearly marked sign saying Saturday mandatory for everyone. <laughs> and even though I had decided, you know, I am not going to go to this event. I will be at work Saturday. That was a straw that broke the camel's back and it just flew all over me. But still, I kept it quiet. And that's, you know, if you haven't noticed, maybe the first lesson of this is even if you are ready to fly off the deep end, I mean, if you have to go to the bathroom and sit in the stall or whatever you got to do to get away, just get away calm down and one going back to that event plus response equals outcome try to come up with a response that is not going to make the situation more negative now in my case i kept my tongue bit all day i went and left work that evening and saturday came and i did not show up and i don't know that i actually heard or remember a single thing from the gathering that I had to go to with Amber. But during that is when the wheels started turning on how we could build what's now TW Controls. So Monday came and obviously I was immediately called to office and there was the maintenance supervisor there just ready to light into me and probably expecting that he could finally push me to light back into him. And again, if I can tell you anything, it's stay calm because he started shouting and screaming and telling me this, that I did wrong and that and the other. And I just sat there and smiled at him. And the more loud he got, the quieter I talked. And before the end of it, he was so red and he ended up leaving. Now, I, that doesn't mean I didn't say anything. I, I, I did have a few things to say. I, I did go ahead and call out. Since we were in the office with the plant manager and everybody, I went ahead and called out a few events that were definitely reckless. And... I think maybe both of them began realizing here. I don't really know. Um, honestly, this is the first time I've actually talked about this in what, the 14, 15 years since it happened. But anyway, the supervisor got up, stormed out, and I got written up. It was the first time I've ever been written up in my life, and hopefully the last time. And I went outside, and I'd all, you know, I always had used my dad for counsel and things like this. So if you know, hey, how can I work through this? You know, how, you know, how can I do this? And you know, he was just one of those, whether he actually knew the actual answer or not, he could always roll something off. And when I told him everything that had happened, it was the first time that there was just this really awkward pause. And he said, you know, I think it's time you just told them to take that job and shove it. Now, I did not go tell them to take this job and shove it, but those were the words out of his mouth. So I went home and wrote a letter of resignation. So I stated some things that were reckless and were probably gonna get somebody hurt. And I did state the transition that happened that made me really feel like, you know, this just isn't my place anymore. And the next big advice I'll give you is I did not print a hundred copies of this and throw them all over the plant. And I did not email carbon copying everybody. I went to the plant supervisor who had hired me and I had tremendous respect for and I gave it just to him. So he sat there and read it and I was sure he was going to tell me to get my stuff and not let the door hit me on the way out. But he sat there and paused a second. He said, well, tell you what, let me, let me keep this and go talk to the president and 
why don't you wait until this evening? Come back right at quitting time and let's talk about it. And I think that goes back to distinguishing. Actually, what was it? Episode one, is that where we talked about the good boss and the bad boss? Well, this was the good boss. And I really didn't know what to do when he said that, but I got up and I went ahead and kept doing what I normally did. And come quitting time, I went back in there and he said, tell you what, I really don't want to lose you to this. How about if we were to put you in another department? And I, <laughs> it was way, you know, <laughs> I don't get speechless that often, but it was one of those that's like, um, no, I don't, I'm not even sure what to make of that. But in the end, he said, here, I'm going to give you this resignation letter back. And I want you to think about it overnight. And if you're sure that this is what you want to do, just give it back to me in the morning. And I hope you change your mind. And so I went home. I mean, and man, you want to talk about a major decision. Because again, remember, at this point, I think we're seven months pregnant with our first kid. And I'm getting ready to quit my job. But after I thought about it, one, I think it came back to the culture had really soured in that company. So I didn't know if moving me to another department, is that just going to make me six months more down this road or are things actually going to be different? And I, I had already identified that this was something that was straining Amber and I's marriage. And so I needed to make a decision that really was the right decision here. And I decided to stick with my guns. And the next morning I went in and I turned my letter of resignation back in. And the plant manager really said, well, I hate that you made that decision, but I understand. And just go ahead and gather your things up and good luck. And so I, I went and I said my goodbyes and I even, I went to the maintenance supervisor and that may have been the most important thing I did is I went to the maintenance supervisor and I'll never forget, I told him, I said, you know, things have been bad between us lately, but we've had a lot of good years together and I'm not leaving here without telling you goodbye. And he, you know, he gave a kind of stern goodbye, but hey, we got through the goodbye and I left. And that was rewarded big time later on. And I can't tell you guys enough, I see so many posts, gosh, please don't post it on Facebook or whatever you're on. I see so many people quit their jobs and then talk about how horrible that company was. Don't do it. I mean, really, don't do it. The only reason I'm sharing this experience with you now is one, it's been 14 years and the tensions have all kind of subsided. But if you're working for a local company, they know all the other local companies around and it can get around what you did or what you said. So leave on absolutely the best terms possible. And if this isn't an example of why, then I don't know what is because that we were seven months pregnant with. Well, two months later, when our son's being born, it's not the magical launch of TW Controls that everybody dreams of. We haven't even got our first customer yet. In fact, okay, the little bit of magic is, <laughs> it, 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 maybe this will be for how do you land your first customers podcast, is I landed my first customer while Amber's in labor, like 30 minutes before our son was born. <laughs> But it, it was not magical at all. We were, I mean, we had no money. I mean, Amber's in the hospital room, in labor, and I'm out in the hall negotiating with insurance to cover the delivery. 
I mean, that's how intense everything was at that point. But yeah, so we have our son. It was a very sweet time. And, you know, guys, especially guys, I'll say guys on this one. I know somebody got over about using the guys word when I actually mean guys and girls. Okay, I'm talking to you men out there is cherish that moment. That is a moment that a lot of us do miss that we should not. But anyway, it was time to take our son home and I go to the elevator and I hit the button, the door opens and who is staring at me but the maintenance supervisor that I had been going head to head with. And again, going back to that event plus response equals outcome, I could have said so many things at this point. I could have said, hey, I'll take the next elevator or I could have got in there and faced the other direction or anything, but I got in and I said, hi. And he said, hey, how have things been? I said, great, how about yourself? He said, oh, they've been doing good. I'm like, what brings you to the hospital? And you know, and here's where it's like, this is a solid guy. He was there because somebody else that we worked with had gotten hurt. And it wasn't even a plant related accident. The guy got hurt on his personal time, so he decided to come up there and check and see how he was doing. He's like, why are you here? It's like, hey, I just, I, my, my son, I just had my baby boy. And he congratulated me all that. And we went to walk out and we could have gone our separate ways or it just said, yep, nice seeing you, have a good life. But he said, hey, we're having some trouble. Enjoy some time with your son and then come see us. We could use your help. And again, I could have responded so many ways. I could have said, oh, well, I'm busy or no, I don't want to step foot in that place again. But I said, Sounds good, I'll talk to you soon. And shortly after, they were one of the critical customers that actually got TW Controls off the ground. So the big takeaway that I, well, actually there's several takeaways here is first, we probably should talk more about event plus response equals outcome. Because if you're in an event or a job situation that is not what you want, Quitting your job may not be the best response. Also, if you find it is, by golly, leave on good terms. Like, let me say it again, leave on good terms. You hate your boss. Well, we were pretty well there. Leave on good terms. Your corporation is stomping on you and they've cut your pay. Hey, they did that. Leave on good terms. They are ripping you and your family apart. Hey, that kind of happened too. Leave on good terms. It is so important because whether you have what at least you visualize as the most horrible boss at the most horrible company possible, it could be that you're just having a really small viewpoint into that company. Because really, I mean, I, I worked at a super solid company. I, you know, I, like I said, they're all great people. I know all of them now, but that little bit of toxicity got in there and started dividing us. And so what could have been another response? And honestly, from my position, I probably couldn't have done this because I was not high enough the ladder. But if somebody had seen what was going on, as they could have looked at it and said, we need to root out this toxicity. It is tearing this company apart. Obviously in the end, you do know I did quit my job. It turned out awesome. But there were a ton of speed bumps, roadblocks, detours, cliffs that got ran off of, and everything else you can imagine in between. 
So while in the end, yes, you may even look at me and say, well, the grass looks pretty good on Tim's side. Just know that there was a minefield to go through to get here. And I have seen a lot of companies that don't make it through it. So how's this podcast series going so far? Let's see, we had a good happy one. And then we, yeah, we did the whole negative comments. That one was kind of dark. And then, yeah, we had Amber on here. It's, you know, it's funny. Amber did not want to be in this podcast. Just didn't sound that fun. But part of what I hope to share on this show is what are some of the mistakes I made that hopefully you can learn from so that you don't have to make. So I hope this podcast has been helpful. If you didn't know it, we actually have a YouTube channel where we put out at least one automation video a week in addition to this podcast. And they really are good to help nurture you through the process of learning how to get into this industry. So I'll put a link to it down in the show comments and make sure you've added us to your favorites or subscribed or whatever it is on your particular podcast platform and give us a rating. Till next time.